Welcome to Pangstars. Today our guest is Vong Sho. He was born on May the 6th in Vientiane, Thailand. That makes him a Taurus. It's Laos, it's in Laos, but he was born in Thailand. Thanks for the clarification. You're so welcome. <laughs> a bit tired today. <laughs> Breaking from format. I don't care. I guess we'll introduce our host, sound healer, meditation teacher, and I was going to say rhizome, but you, you're an interrupter. I'm an interrupter today. I'm an it interrupter. is Sagittarius season, yeah, so we'll my season. allow it. I'm allowed. Wow. I, it's my season. I was going to say I'm a rhizome lover because I have... What's a rhizome, Lewis? Part of a network or something. Vaughn, do you know what a rhizome is in botany? It's like ginger or turmeric or like lily of the valley, like the, the shoots. like It's like one root system and all the sprouts come up, something like that. What's your favorite root vegetable, Vong? Um, I don't know which which vegetables are root vegetables, but it's like <laughs> asking that question. Squash. I realize what? I didn't know squash, squash me squash beets. I don't really beet, know a beet. There you go, beets. All right, <laughs> I fuck with beets. <laughs> carrot, carrot, root vegetable, right? Yeah, carrot, potato, which is a tuber. Anyhow, mm. I have a lot of gingery drinks. I have <laughs> ginger ale with cranberry, <laughs> no vodka, so I don't drink. And I also have a ginger and turmeric tea. So oh. I don't know. I like ginger things. I make ginger kombucha. I don't know. That's cool. I like ginger ale as well, and I, I don't drink either. Ginger beer is great. I've never had ginger beer. Really? Spicier. Yeah. Fi fire here. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed with ginger ale here. Oh, why? Hasn't got that Jamaican fiery kick but you need the ginger beer so all ginger ale in england is like ginger beer like is that true is that yeah, what you're saying i wasn't aware there was a difference until i oh mm. it's called ginger ale it. but it's like really spicy no over it's there. called it's called ginger beer you get to canada dry but yes. it's more of like a mixer oh. for whiskey yes it's not really like a drink in its <laughs> own right yeah i mix it with, with juice so i can feel grown up and fancy mm. <laughs> Disappointing, yeah. like oh. a fiery ginger beer. That's Shit. what I'll say. No, we have that. it. We have it here. We have yeah, it but here. you don't have it like around. Just not no, it's harder to find. They they don't have it just like at the drugstore or something. It well, probably Vong, tastes better for that reason. If you don't drink, then what's your favorite drink of choice to hold at a party? Usually ginger ale. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and most people think there's alcohol in it, so okay. they don't ask me. <laughs> like, ooh, what is that you've got there? What are you drinking? Yeah. I like to have a club soda with a bit of lime, <laughs> maybe a little like, yeah, little straw. I will say I get more questions in Toronto than anywhere else about not drinking. Really? Yeah. Oh. People, I think people here think it's incredibly odd to not drink, whereas where I, where I grew up, about half the people I knew didn't drink, so mm. it wasn't really a question I got, because mm. one wasn't the default. Drinking sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I never did. My usual drink of choice, which people would know me for, like, I would get pineapple juice and soda. Mm. And because I like pineapple juice, it's great. And people are like, ooh, that looks fun. <laughs> what is it? Like, it would have a little lime in there. But no, it's just... Cheeky little lime. Just a little pineapple <laughs> juice. So, I mean, 
what's going on with you, Vaughn? What what did you do today? Did you do anything fun and exciting? I was wrapping up a contract Ooh. because so I've been a full time comedian for a while, but I'm working on a on a production um, on a concert film, and I didn't want to go into debt to pay for it, yes, so for sure. I went back to work just for a limited amount of time, a few months. Mm-hmm. So now I can make this production without having to give up creative control to a production company. I nice. Can completely edit it the way I want. That's, I like that. I I opened up Vong's chart here and I'm going to ask Vong, have you ever done, like, do you know that much about astrology? Do you look into that stuff? I know zero other than yeah. my sign. Yes. Yeah. Which is a Taurus. And what do you know about being a Taurus? Do you know anything about that? People tell me <laughs> Tauruses are stubborn yeah. and bullheaded. Yes. Are the two things I'm told a lot, which is not untrue. It's not untrue. And indeed, Vong, while looking at your planets, I see a sun in Taurus. That's what you know. That's what most of us know, our sun sign. Um, your Mercury, Venus, and Mars are also in Taurus. So you are a Taurus stellium, which means you've got four. Oh. Um, so the moon is in Gemini, which is fun. Hmm. So the moon, the sun sign is kind of you generally, as you might appear, like the default, default Vong. <laughs> and the moon sign could be you kind of emotionally behind closed doors or hmm. with close friends or associates. And a lot of people kind of like to shit on Gemini as like the mm. crazy trickster of the Zodiac because the Gemini <laughs> is the sign of the twins, right? So it's like, or, or like think of like Janus, the two-faced kind of personality. Like, you know, mm-hmm. is it good Vong or is it bad Vong? <laughs> Which personality of Vong are we getting today? Uh, emotionally volatile, it's an air sign. Taurus is an earth sign, so solid and dependable. And I'm going to go back to your four planets in Taurus. We have Mercury, which is your planet of thinking and of communication. Mm. So I think as a performer or as a comedian, that's interesting to consider it in that with that viewpoint. Venus is in Taurus as well. And that is like your romantic or love behavior. Mm. And we have Mars in Taurus as well, which is kind of like aggression or maybe externally facing, like outward facing actions or like sexuality like directed outwardly in that mm. fashion do you like the finer things fong yeah because apparently that's a Taurus luxury is a well. Taurus. my my sister's a taurus and she's <laughs> a big fan of the finer things like if you if she's if she's relaxing as well boy mm. you cannot get to naps get up naps like, blankets will she, not leave the bed is she resting she resting yeah, I'm I'm definitely into resting. I like spa days. I like staying in bed. All that's true for sure. Are you like a hard worker? Are you one of those people that's always like grinding? Like, you know, what's the balance between that for you? I'm I would say I'm both. I'm both a hard worker and I'm extremely lazy. It's like I, I push <laughs> I push in one direction until I kind of wear out and then I just need time to do absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. to recover it's kind of like so when I grew up like the sports I played were like badminton and volleyball and tennis it's the same it's like you go 100% then you get 40 seconds to rest 100% you get 40 seconds and then when I played soccer for the first time I actually had an asthma attack and I I don't even have asthma because I was I didn't know how to like regulate yeah I was just used to like go as hard as you can because they'll stop you but 
So I feel like that's a good analogy for my life. I kind of push until I break and then I just go to the spa for a few days (laughs) and then I reemerge. Yeah. Football's about looking good and just being having moments of brilliance and just kind of looking busy for a lot of the time. Like there was a feature where they had player cams. So it focused on one player. In fact, there was a there was an interesting film as well, like an art film, which focused on I think it was Paul Gascoigne, and it was just the I think it was <laughs> I'm not sure it might have been um, someone else, but anyway, <laughs> they just focused on him for an entire game, an hour and a half, and it was mm. just him. You could just see everything that he did throughout the course of the game but there's also a lot of funny ones where you just see very lazy oh players players. like slumming it yeah Mm. well what kind of like i mean lewis is english so he obviously played football what kind of player would you be if we put if we put vong on the cam and put a player player cam on lewis like what would you guys (laughs) be doing on the field there Mm. i don't know it's been a while since i've played i like to think i'm a good left back maybe like a a, a chill well <laughs> was there a blessed. position you played Vaughn? well i don't I, I don't know football so well so i just literally just chased after the ball yeah. until i passed out yeah <laughs> but if if there was a position it'd probably be on defense i generally yeah. the sports i play i enjoy defense are you left footed or right foot right foot okay excellent i'll take the left you, are you take left-footed? the right yeah uh-huh valuable <laughs> I played field hockey, which is just like well, you football go, you positions. You can go center then in this intergender. I I was team. like, no, I'll, it'll just be me with a field <laughs> hockey stick, and everyone else is like running around with cleats and a ball. Well, I'd have cleats. I had cleats. I broke someone's wrist <laughs> the 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 time that I played field hockey. And wait, field hockey is where you, it looks like it's like it's it's field hockey, but you have it's like the same number of um. You have a stick with a net. We've got a stick, like a hard, hard uh, wooden, solid wood stick. Oh, yeah. Stick. That's a tough sport. And the That's ball, like, like you, it's like, what, the size? Like about, what what size is this? Like this is the size of my, small in my hand. Like a small orange. Satsuma. It's like an orange size. Mm. But it's brutal. Like you're hacking with sticks. Like I broke <laughs> someone's wrist. I swear to God, because you're just hacking away. This is me in high school. <laughs> I wasn't good. I couldn't even score. I would just run around and like hit. I don't. The I sports hit people, with the but. with the pads and helmets are way more dangerous. There was mouth guards, but there were no helmets. Like it's dangerous, and the ball is like hard. Like it's a hard plastic ball. <laughs> because I played golf, I would just pretend I was playing golf. I would like whack it. I just know field hockey from like a lot of like teen films, and it oh, always really? seemed like a really mm. brutal sport. Like, it's brutal for hard bitches. Yes, <laughs> I didn't do anything though. Just like the other white girls would score, and I would just like yeah, but that's be smart, there for citizenship that's points. Player. That's why I was you have there. to just look useful. Be there. You can't be working 100 percent all the time. No, of course like not. Vong or, <laughs> not like Vong um, <laughs> or Kante, who used to play for Leicester, but he was renowned for just like running all the time trying to get the ball back and he was a uh, he worked too hard well he he worked hard and he could work hard but he's one of the few players which had that work ethic like mm. he didn't want to buy a car he just wanted to what? he he said that he wanted to just run to and from the training ground me and Vaughn oh. are just like what sports <laughs> yeah. like english sports what i know i'm just i'm just We're talking just like, about ew. formalistic <laughs> ew what is this what is this shit 
I didn't come on this podcast <laughs> to listen to Lewis talk for sports five chat. minutes about <laughs> it's it's actually a sports podcast fun <laughs> april fools it's Surprise. april fools so could you imagine sports stars sports and betting and bongs like why the fuck did i come on this? <laughs> i just made came we made some good picks though <laughs> shaw called the uh hamilton blue bombers in there like you know you got this from winnipeg blue bombers just I was just like, oh, yeah, Winnipeg Blue Bombers for the Grey Cup. And no one put money on it, but apparently they won. They did, yeah. You're welcome, gamblers. But I need to get back into this chart. <laughs> we, so, tried, we tried to read the astrology of a what? football player to try and see if he would have <laughs> a good game. No one cares. Stop. Stop. I'm trying to get to his Adam chart cares. here. Yeah. Shouts out Adam from Nottingham. <laughs> so, Vong has four... Four planets and stubborn as fuck, lazy napping Taurus who likes expensive things, who likes luxury, like chocolates, silk sheets, day at the spa, five days at the spa. <laughs> you know, Taurus <laughs> is like the, the anger of the bull. Like, do you get angry easily, Vaughn? Sometimes, when but someone, not externally. Yes. Oh, just internally you boil with rage? Yes. And you don't, what happens and what do you do with it? Where does it go? I, I, I think that that's where that's where stand up helps. I kind of <laughs> let the rage out on the uh, on the uh, on the stage. Well, listen, we were at that new comedy showcase when some oh. people said some things that did not work with the room. Oh, that show, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You know, that was crazy. Yeah, that was one where I stormed the stage and took yeah, the mic you, back. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Like a raging bull. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, my biggest thing with comedy shows is you've got to protect the audience. And yeah. when somebody starts yelling at the audience because they're not laughing hard enough, that's like, <laughs> what are you like, dude? Yeah. The sad thing, too, is it's like it was a friends and family show. So you're not right. going to get a more supportive sure. crowd. Right. They don't even care if you're funny. They're literally just yeah. there to yeah. clap. Yes. Yeah. At your team. attempt sure. to be funny. Yes. So if you can't win over that crowd, dude, you need yeah. some yeah. help. Learn to read the room. I had a good yeah. time, though. The footage, <laughs> the footage looked great. I was like, damn, I wish I'd done an even better set. Cause yeah. It looked amazing. Yeah. All in 4K. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing, Vong, is that you've been doing this for quite some time. Did you get started in Calgary? I did. Elsewhere? Yeah, I got started in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Been in probably about 15 years now. Wow. Why did you start? Yeah. Is a better question. I started, well, it's, it's an interesting story. So I, I used to organize human rights conferences. Hmm. So I was on stage talking about, you know, pretty depressing topics like cancer, AIDS, whatever. Mm. But no matter what you're talking about, if you're on stage for an hour, you kind of yeah. have to be a little bit funny. Sure. So then it kind of tran transitioned because what I found was it was great. Like human rights conferences are great to find like-minded people mm. network then you know work together on projects but you're preaching to the converted yeah and i kind of wanted to take the message kind of on the road <laughs> and so you have yeah. to put it in a more pal palatable format mm -hmm. so stand-up comedy is kind of my way obviously it's has to be funny yeah but i'm still you know like trying to get trying to get my point across so you like the the challenge because I like kind of how difficult it is as well. Stimulating. 
Yeah, well, like, you know, well, I, I started out in Alberta and I'm doing like small rooms like, you know, Red Deer, Lethbridge, oh all these goodness. little places. Yeah. And my opening line was, you know, official spokesperson. And that time I was in my 20s as official spokesperson for young, gay, super cute Asians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm introducing myself like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people had never met an Asian before. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine. And the whole reason I came up with that line is actually, so I don't really use that line in Toronto because I don't need it, but it was to introduce the fact that I was gay. So I'd say young gay, the Mm. audience would gasp. Wow. And then I'd say super cute. And then they'd be like, okay, he's cool. So I literally introduced, I had to write that line as a way to introduce the fact Mm -hmm. that I was gay and then win them back immediately Mm -hmm. because you actually had to do that. Like audible gasps. At when that you, time, in in these small towns where they had never seen an, an Asian, Asian before and in their life, yeah, Alberta is the home province of the chapter of the the Canadian chapter of the KKK, which I also wow. learned while I lived there. So wow, yeah, it is, uh, it's it's quite the province. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds godforsaken, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I know people from there, and and they're always like. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if we would be in some place where, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of Calgary. Because, like, everyone's white. They're charming. I'm like, wonderful. And, like, I'm from here. I grew up here. Lived in Vancouver for a little bit. Lived in New York City. And it's like, you know, like, here, it's like everybody's here. Yeah. So I've never had to feel very much otherness ever really in any place where I was. Or I'd be in Southeast Asia with my family because family's there as well. So I've never felt like... Oh, really other. It's only like when I go to Europe, I'm a little bit like, I'm actually like, oh, like, you know. Exotic. Yeah, 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 exactly. What kind of um, energy is, what kind of energy do you find is good for stand-up? Do you like to be um, in a good place or do you find that being a little bit like irritable helps? Because I find that that vibe is very helpful to be funny, especially jet-lagged. Uh, if I could be jet lagged all the time well you know the funny thing is so it's it's kind of a combination for me because my stage presence and my my delivery is all based on joy Mm -hmm. so the audience has to believe that I'm enjoying myself and both (laughs) of you guys were were there like even though it was a difficult situation like it was still like the, my jokes don't land if you don't believe that I'm having a good time. So mm. I have to get across that joy. But because I started out in Alberta, I need that mm. tension with the audience mm-hmm. because that's what I'm used to. Mm. And also where I grew up. So I grew up in Winnipeg. Okay, yeah. And like people there are more, is it's, it's actually a little bit more like a New York crowd where it's like, okay, mm. it's like, bitch, make me laugh. Like mm. you got to win them over. So yeah. I'm kind of used to that. Um, so I would say my perfect thing is a combination of me having that joyfulness um, and expressing it and the audience being a little bit hard to get. Like they, mm-hmm. I, I do like an audience that needs to be won over a little bit, mm-hmm. whereas I, I do feel like in Toronto, it's probably the most sympathetic audience. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where sometimes, as opposed to laughing at the joke, because especially because I'm gay and Asian, instead of laughing mm-hmm. at the joke, it's more like they want to be supportive. Mm. So and what then, you're saying is the audiences here are like comedy whores, whereas you want someone who's a little bit hard to get aloof. Yeah. And well, I I kind of don't want people to like if the joke sucks, 
I yeah. I want them to yeah. give mm. me that stare like, yo, that sucked. Yeah. Whereas here, I feel like the worst that I do sometimes, mm. the more they'll like pity clap you. And I'm just oh. like, oh. oh so, that's that. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I almost have to like, I almost have to like build that tension yeah. at the beginning by mm. like throwing something out to like knock them off their axis. Yeah. Otherwise, if they're there to support and you just give them things to support you with, then I, I don't think that's a good <laughs> vibe for comedy, actually. Right. I, I do think yeah. you need comedy's like tension and release, tension yes. and release. Mm. So, like, sympathy is generally not a good element of comedy. Yeah, I like that. And I like that. Um, I think that's interesting. And then how, you know, given that we have many different... Of course, like, a safe space room is a safe space room. And, of course, I'm not a comedian at all. I'm just here asking some comedians questions because I like doing that. And I'm curious about them. But then what do we do? Then, like, how do you find that tension, perhaps, in, like, a safe space room? I'm not saying you can't because I've been in many a number of them. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, there's, of course, there's a more sympathetic audience that's there for, you know, for various reasons. But then is it... I don't know. Is it hard or more difficult or is it not? Like it may not be funny as funny as funny as funny at the end of the day, isn't it? I think anytime you're doing a show where the intent of the audience isn't is more to be supportive mm -hmm. than to laugh. Sometimes that does make tough. Like, listen, this is like first world problems. Like if, if the audience is there and they want to support you, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm just more like mm -hmm. I'd rather... Yeah, you want to have you want to rather feel that have to win them over yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um works for you and maybe i'm a masochist it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just because i started out in alberta i'm used yeah, i'm used to that tension where like, i have yeah. to be like or they don't trust you or they're like who is this yeah kind of, not suspicion that's too harsh i think but yeah where wariness mm, that does come across actually because like you do seem like quite like a sweet cute <laughs> guy <laughs> <laughs> to use your own words they're my words as well. I'll say it. But like <laughs> you do have that like inner like hardness, which is kind of intriguing because mm -hmm. when you start doing your thing, it's like there's there's like a I'm not sure what you'd call it. There's like a certain grit there. Like <laughs> there's like like something that's like, um, I don't know, like uh, hardened, you know? Oh, well, maybe that's that's the Gemini yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, the, shit. The yeah. Hard of. A heart of steely heart of gold. <laughs> Is there yeah. anything else we should mention on here, or should we get to well, some? We are going to get into cards. the cards. There's, you know, there's some social planets in Libra, which is nice. Always a sign of harmon harmoniousness, making peace. Ma like it's not even at worst. It's like people pleasing and indecisive. Mm. But at best, it's like you can get along with everyone, and you know where to walk so that you don't mm. trip up your tongue or offend somebody, right? The North Node is in Leo, which is the sign, a fire sign that is ruled by the sun. And Leo likes attention, likes a spotlight, mm. enjoys a spotlight, and is also very loyal and proud and, you know, loyal to friends and close people. Mm. Um, in terms of Leo North Node, that's kind of like your future destiny as you grow into yourself. And indeed, you are a veteran of the stage. You've been doing this for 15 years, like you're a seasoned performer and you're doing this full time. Are you not living the dream? Like, did you, when you started, did, was that your goal? Like, when did, when did that point come where it became like less of a, oh, I got to keep the day job and I got to keep trying. And then was there a point where you're like, oh, I've made it now. Like there's, I've reached this thing. Like, how did that develop for you? If for me, where I felt like I made it is if, so 
for the first at least 10 years in my career, I was more doing like the club circuit mm-hmm. um, where bookers have you and you go to the club and people it's full rooms, but they're not there because of you. They're yes. there because the club. Um, and I would say when I felt like I made it was when after 10 years, I just said, you know what? I need to build a fan base. And it was when I put on my first show where the only reason to come was me. It was like my face on the poster. Yep. And I felt like for me, quote unquote, making it is, you know, like say on the level of an independent band. It's like if you can get people to show up and you can sell out a room just based on your name and mm-hmm. your face on the poster, that to me is making it because mm-hmm. then that that gives you freedom that, you know, then when you work a club, then you have leverage to say, you know, listen, if you're bringing me in, I, I want to set my own terms because your club's going to be guaranteed full just based on my fan base coming out. So um, I would say that's when I felt like like I made it. It's to be able to 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 fill a room based on based on my name and face. Who is that cute Asian on that poster? Who is that? (laughs) And, and, you know, I also read something interesting also that Mike McDonald was also a bit like your mentor. How did that happen for you? And how, how did that help you? Or like, you know what I mean? Learning from someone who is a seasoned comedian has been there. How did, yeah, that transpire? Yeah, well, I was really fortunate. He just happened to be in the audience for, um, I think my second stand-up comedy show ever. And, the topic at that time I was working at the newspaper and I was um, I was writing the obituary section. Mm-hmm. And so I did a whole bit about writing the obituaries and he came up to me after and he kind of gave me like, his, you know, he he really talked to me, kind of took me under his wing. You know, he, he came through town every once in a while and he always made time for me. And I think, you know, like, like definitely being like the only gay, the only Asian out there, mm-hmm. like having his stamp of approval. Yeah. Like I wasn't being booked because I was like this token. Yeah. It was more, no, this is like somebody who's had a stamp of approval from people who've been in the industry mm-hmm. who have actually said, wow, there's something here that's fresh and new. Um, and so I felt like that that really helped me mm-hmm. um, within that. Um, within that group. I, I feel like it would have gotten it eventually, but I think it, you know, obviously I met him on my second show, so that yeah, really, like, pushed me um, f- way more forward than it would have. It probably would have taken me at least a couple years to right. get booked on some of these shows. Yeah. Um, and before we get into the cards, I do have one more interesting question. I yeah. mean, like, you know, you've been around for a while. You produce shows as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now for you, as someone on the other side of that, and of course, like producing shows, having new comics on your show, you're also supporting the next generation of yep. talent. Tell me more about how like how that is working for you or, or more just like your your take on that. Oh, yeah. So um, so the so the monthly show Fresh, of course, it's a new comedian showcase. I, I actually really like it because so the idea is um, it came because when I started out in Alberta, Mm-hmm. comedians had an advantage. So sort of like with me and Mike McDonald and other headliners, when they come through town, like, listen, they're in Calgary. What else are they going to do? They're going to hang out with the yeah. local comedians. So yeah. we got a lot of FaceTime from industry vets, really, really valuable advice. Um, and so when I moved to Toronto, I was just seeing a lot of new comedians trying their hardest, but like yeah. without guidance. Right. So I was just seeing them, 
you know, it's taking longer for them to develop. They really had nobody to turn to because, you know, in Toronto, there's just so many things going on and it's, yeah, it, 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 it's just too difficult to, to have that FaceTime. Uh-huh. And also they, you know, I, and I, I, I totally understand it too. If I was a new um, comedian in Toronto, I wouldn't just like randomly message, you know, <laughs> the, the biggest headliners yeah. in the city and be yeah. like, hey, yeah. let's go for coffee. <laughs> so I wanted to create an environment where there's a little bit more guidance mm-hmm. for the new comedians because I was so fortunate to have that when I was in Alberta. Um, and also as a producer, it helps me because so now I've got like three monthly shows. Soon it'll be four. And honestly, I'm running out of comedians. So okay, I, I kind of have yeah. to help the new mm-hmm. generation come up Right. a little bit quicker yeah um and so you know it's definitely mutually beneficial mm-hmm. cool shall we get into the cards mm-hmm. all right so vong you could put the mic down and oh. then give us a little musical interlude you can play and as you play i will shuffle and when you're done playing i'll stop shuffling and we'll do the reading speaking about uh, creative control earlier I wish we had con- creative control of this podcast, but we're sponsored by the Root Vegetable Lobby. So I just want to do a quick um, reminder to <laughs> eat your ginger, turmeric, vegetables, beets, t- potatoes, carrots, anything else. We no? are sponsored by a aspirational clothing label, <laughs> Grind Tool Success UK. I love my grind shirts. Yeah. I should get you one, Vong, actually. I think you might quite like it. <laughs> All right. Grind season. All right. So. This weather is a grind right the now. The weather is a grind. It's, it's a hot day. It's depressing. It's very British <laughs> to talk about the weather, but. It's also very oh Canadian, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you have to know what's happening. You might have a snowstorm <laughs> on Halloween in you Calgary. Might you, you might die. You might die. Fucking die. You might die. fall in the river. I don't know. No, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Winnipeg. Okay, and yeah. uh, one thing for sure that you notice a big difference with people where they grow up in a in a place where you actually could die <laughs> if you're stuck outside is um people are way more on time. Oh, interesting. Because they really? know if they keep you waiting outside in oh, minus forty yes. weather, you might Jeez. get frostbite and lose an ear. <laughs> so when they say like wow. seven PM yeah. They're there, and I know today's a, a not a good um not a good example because I was late. But generally, <laughs> Winnipeggers <laughs> are very much on the dot. I'm kind of glad you were late because I had to do a bit of washing up <laughs> and uh, lie down for a little bit. And, yeah, no, and, I had to have a rest. lie down, <laughs> like the hand on the f- oh yeah, hand was, on the forehead, lie down. I was l- laid down like uh, Jacob Rees Mogg in that famous picture i also sat down on the floor in front of my closet like winnie the pooh and just sighed because of the water <laughs> damage in this in the studio <laughs> don't don't mention winnie the pooh in the stu- we're trying to get that i want chinese sponsors <laughs> i love winnie the pooh i love china i lived in beijing for a while anyway Thank you. All right, so we've got these cards, Vaughn. And I'm going to cut the deck. We are going to cut the deck together into a stack of three. So you can tell me just where, like, two-thirds up, a third down, whatever. Just let me know what to do. Uh, half. Halfway, okay. That looks about half, right? Or yeah. should I drop a couple? Uh, go drop a couple. Okay. Like three. Yeah. Okay. And 
should I place this to my left or to my right? Right. To my right. And now we have we need to have one more pile, so let me know what I should do there. Uh let's cut the right pile in half. Okay. Let's see how my how my half sees work. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Shall I place it here? Yes. Okay. And now we can restack this back into one pile in any order. You get to choose. Okay, let's mm -hmm. take the middle pile. Mm-hmm. And stack it on top of the left. Yes. And then stack that big pile on top of the small pile. All right. Amazing. We're ready to get into the cards past, present, and future. We have the lesson coming into your life. The mm. lesson already learned. And uh, from here we have what's working for you and what isn't working. Mm. So let's take a look. Have you ever had a tarot reading, Vaughn? No. Okay, cool. So I think get into the past. Let's see what we've got here. Okay, we've got the four of wands. So before I begin, I'm going to tell you about the four different suits in the tarot. Hmm. So what we have is wands, which has to do with the element of air. Uh, sorry, fire. It has to do with creativity, the spark of intellect, and that sort of thing. Um, here we have the four of wands and this is kind of a vision of seeing the future and this is in the past card so it kind of mm. lends itself to perhaps looking out for bigger things in the future. Let me find the book. It doesn't matter where that is. Here we go. Four of wands. Really that's what it is. Hang on one second. Okay. So enjoying prosperity. You know, extremely positive card indicating that your efforts to establish a project, business, or other endeavor are successful. And indeed, mm. if we look back, here you are, 15 years later, producing up to four shows a month, working full-time. That's truly amazing. Um, this is saying you're enjoying pleasure and prosperity, reaping the rewards you have earned. Your finances are in good shape, and you're in harmony with your environment and the people in it. You've shown the world who you truly are and what you can achieve. It's time for celebration and good times. Amazing. Oh, so now we go into the present and this is the ace of pentacles. So now here we have pentacles, wood and the element of earth. So material goods like career, finances, home, like that, all that kind of like Maslow's low, like lowest rung on the ladder kind of thing. And when we get ace of pentacles, do you want to describe what this card looks like? It looks like a piece of wood with some cracks in it. And the center is warm. Warm. And then oh, yeah. there's little uh, there's little leaves and branches um, around the outside bark. Like it's been stripped by lightning. Yeah. This one yeah. is indeed like kind of like the new growth and new beginnings. And mm. Lewis is going to take a look and read the description there. Ace of Pentacles. Number one. I wasn't sure if they were high or low. Lewis can't read, by the way. <laughs> He's actually illiterate. In the center of even the giant greatwood trees, a tiny seedling once stood. Such is the energy of the Ace of Pentacles. It's the seed that takes root, grounding you for the future. You're in the beginning phases of a prosperous venture. Stay grounded, go outside, take time to appreciate nature. You may also find a windfall of wealth headed your way. Hey. Nice. Mm. We like that, right? We like wealth. We, we sure do. <laughs> well, this these are all quite nice because even looking at 
the four of wands here, we kind of have that branch imagery, right? And we mm. have a lot of vibrant colors here, a lot of kind of expansion and outward growth. So let's look into the future card. And indeed, the future is bright. We have a major arcana card. Mm. Ring some chimes. We have the sun. Mm. Take a look and describe the card, Vong. It is a very bright, warm, um, looks like it's a... You know, it, it kind of looks like there's a there's a bunch of string coming out from the center out to the sides. Mm. And so they're more concentrated the closer you get to the center. So it's quite beautiful. Yeah. And when we get a major arcana card, there are like four suits in the tarot. We have cups, uh, water and emotions and feelings, relationships. We have the wands here, which is like fire, energy, passion, creativity. Mm. Here you have pentacles, which is material, good, security, job, and home. And then the fourth one is the suit of swords, which is air, the intellect, perception, mm. and that kind of power dynamic kind of vibe. Mm. Then we have 22 major arcana cards, major archetypes. And when we get these in a reading, we, we give them extra weight, lend them extra significance. So this is great to have such a card with like beautiful, vibrant energy for the future. Mm. All right, Vong. Imagine for a moment that you're soaking in the warm rays of the sun. It feels nourishing and healing, like all your aches and pains just fade away. The sun card brings this amazing energy into your life. Vitality and health abound while you feel assurance and clarity in all you do. Spend some extra time outside today. Be grateful for the radiance of the sun and the life force it gives all creatures. That's kind of cool because the last one was like, go outside and this one's <laughs> like you are outside you're outside and it's shining yeah and even looking at the colors here they all kind of work with each other so this is really nice a lot of positive energy solid growth like you know let's yeah, this see. is a this yeah. is a pleasing progression very nice let's see what happens here we have the lesson coming into your life hey we have seven of pentacles another very earthly card what do you mm. see here vong there are it's like there are seven shapes. It's like a circle with a star in the center. And they're all lined up across the diagonal from bottom left to top right. Yes, Lewis. So this is about um, contemplation and uncertainty. It's about looking back at the hard work and wondering if it's been a failure or success. Um, you can't seem to decide. Shouldn't you be reaping more rewards by now? Maybe so, but the mind has control over perception. It's possible your awards are waiting for you to recognize them. They are not always monetary. Yeah. And in my other reference here, we have Seven of Pentacles. You can see that kind of step in progression. And, you know, as you yourself also have come a long way, you are also still envisioning the next stage in your career or your future, right? This is a different time. And indeed, when we get the Seven of Pentacles, this is really apt and it makes sense to me. It says, you know, you've put in the time and effort and you've paid your dues. Absolutely. Now you will gain in your business or other enterprise. Amazing. You have another show that you're going to be producing. Not only that, but you also feel great satisfaction from a job well done. Growth and good fortune are yours. Well earned. Like it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, um, when we get to the next card here, this one is the lesson already learned. So let's take a look. Nice. We have three of wands reversed. What does mm. that look like there? It's branches 
placed in an upside down triangle with a center that's like a tie-dyed rainbow. Yes. Amazing. And look, this is the three of wands. That's in the past, like the lesson already learned. And look, three precedes the four of wands. This is this is kind of like, oh, let me begin to envision my future. Mm. And then you see that window gets bigger as we we go through time. Then you can see the bigger picture. You're 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 moving towards that. And even all of this is all of this. Even you know the imagery, the colors, and the themes already are showing this very steady climb and progression mm-hmm. towards whatever the goal is. And if we look into the future, the future is bright. Like there's no missteps. And again, to me, this is a very Taurus vibe, like very earthy, very like, you know, it's not that a Taurus, I don't think a Taurus is really that risky. Like, you know where everything stands. It's an earth sign. You're not making gambles. Maybe the Gemini moon might have some like wild ideas, but because you have a lot of like solid earth energy, you know, everything is practical. Like even you're telling me like, you're like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to go back to work and make this. I'm not going to put myself out Mm. just to get ahead in there. Like all of this is like very secure, Mm. very earth sign kind of feeling. Um, Let's jump to what's working for you. It's always fun. Ooh, we have the daughter or the queen of wands. So this is another wands. Um, Let's take a look in my book here. While you describe what the card looks like. Okay, there's a, there's a snake in the shape of an eight, a very colorful snake, almost rainbow-like scales. And it is encircling a wand that has very beautiful flowers coming out of it, out of its branches. Yes, and when we get the Queen of Wands, this uh, usually represents, like, this is kind of like a face card that represents you or the situation. And I think this makes a lot of sense. It's It says socially prominent. This queen represents a person who's in a position of authority and shines in their endeavors. They are a lion, warm, generous, and loving, honorable, creative, intelligent, friendly, and mature with advice that is well worth taking, being a loyal confidant or provide valuable assistance. A natural leader, this person may be the head of an organization or a political figure. If this queen does not represent an actual person, it indicates that now is a good time for you to move forward in any business or creative venture you are planning. If the queen represents you, it is an indication that you have the qualities within yourself that you need to succeed. Hmm. So again, a lot of solid stuff. To me, this brings into mind kind of like your mentorship or you're creating, you know, um, opportunities, venues and spaces for new comedians. It also talks towards like all this progression in the career, adding new things that like most of the time, everything's kind of a sure bet. I think with Taurus as well, with so much practical earth energy that doesn't take risks, that doesn't really gamble, doesn't like to do that and will not do it. Mm. I feel like every decision you make, it's not calculated, but like it's always a solid decision. You know what you're getting into. There's no kind of unknown in terms of that. So let's jump to the final card. And this here is what's not working for you. Sometimes you get a weird surprise. And so let's see. Let's see what we get here. Oh, we have the lovers. Interesting. This is mm. very interesting. Major Arcana card. <laughs> Why? And, and I always find it really interesting when we get something like this, which is generally a positive card. It's not a negative position, but it's a challenging or a, it's not questionable. Mm. You're like, wait. 
let me do some math here. What what's going on here? <laughs> you know, the lovers. So it's even interesting too, juxtaposed amongst the sun. It's almost the opposite. The sun has these warm, cool tones. Can you describe what you see here and what it looks like? The lovers card here. Yeah, so it's so it's cool tones. It's similar to the sun card where it's like strings coming out of the center, but it is blue, the strings. And then we've got two, I don't know if those are geese, or I'm not good with my birds, but flying birds. Yeah. Yeah. Canada geese. A group of geese is called a gaggle. (laughs) Yeah, we have two Canada geese here. And and this is interesting. I feel like when we get something generally positive, let me just read what this card is upright. You know, a lot of people think about it as representing romantic love, but it could also be an allegory about a union of opposites, which I find interesting. Uh, the lovers refers to discrimination in making choices. Um, upright, this is a card of cooperation and working together in coalition with others to accomplish joint purposes. It could stand of attraction of any kind, not only the romantic variety, and for any venture requiring harmony, union, and cooperation, I would probably give a shout out to the many Libra planets, because if you're producing Mm. three or four shows, working with other people as a comedian, you don't work alone, you rely on everybody else, you're Mm -hmm. all working together. Um, you know, that demands a lot of diplomacy and tact and being able to get along with people. And I would say uh, not even that people just have to get along with you. They also should like you if they're going to be working with you. Right. Yeah. And hopefully. If, right. <laughs> and if that's what you're doing full time now, I just think that's interesting that it's, it's asking not just not talking to the the most obvious sign is like romantic love, but also just cooperating and having harmony and union with others and everything mm. that you do. Let me ask you this. Here's an idea. Have you had any bad experience with geese? I'm going to I'm going to take it literally. <laughs> Maybe <Look laughs> the lovers card Look out for is Canada literally about the Canada yeah. geese. I'm not I'm not sure I've seen a goose in person or or geese in person, but if it's about <laughs> cooperation and stuff not working, actually that kind of does make sense. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm the type of collab. So I do collaborate a lot and it's important for people to work together well, but it's a certain type of collaboration. Mm -hmm. So I, so I I went to school for engineering. So I'm more of like an open source collaborator where it's like, I do everything I want to do, but I just will open up and you have full access to all my data Mm -hmm. and then you can build on it and Mm -hmm. you could do what you want to do with it Mm -hmm. and share or not share but we never actually have to work together to agree. Okay. So for me, I'm not. And so maybe where it's not working is I was in a couple collaborations where I kind of told them, you know, I kind of need to go back and work my open source way, which yep. is I like empowering people, mm-hmm. empowering them with the tools. And but I don't like situations where it takes two people to agree to do something like I I'd see. almost rather be somebody's assistant. And have them make the final choice mm-hmm. or me make the final choice. But if it's if it's both of us have to agree before we move forward, I'm like, no, that's not my thing. Because yeah. you might as well not collaborate because it takes I longer. Yeah. So that might be what that's referring to. Because actually it, it was just yesterday I, I left a few moderation ad- uh-huh. admin groups yeah and i basically told them that i was like i'm kind of gonna do my own thing yes you know i'll still share everything i have but mm-hmm. anything where it requires more than one decision maker yes who has final like i like 
multiple people getting input, mm-hmm. but I like having one person. And that person doesn't even have to be me. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But I'd rather have one person because it takes way too long to get consensus. It's this kind of links back to the rhizome, actually. <laughs> Full yeah. circle. It Roots. is actually like that. You said you didn't really know about rhizomes, but you are one, I guess. <laughs> so you're like you're like a node in a network and you're sharing your information to everyone else. All the little sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by root vegetables. <laughs> I hate being under the mercy of the root vegetable lobby. It's it's great because they um, you know, give us all this money, but I'm suffocating. <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting. You're like, oh, I don't have to have the final say. It could be someone else. I don't care. Just like make a decision. Yes. For me, I I want to have the final fucking say. <laughs> I, I, I would prefer that. I would prefer to make the decisions because I think I know the best way or I'm just like, I, I want to have it. I mm. do generally. But if other people have more authority, more credibility and more expertise, of course, go ahead and do it. I'm going to do it your way. But like if people I I judge to be more inept than me or like less competent, then like absolutely I'm going to take it and like don't you don't don't tell me what to do. I'm going to take charge and I'm going to do it. You Mm. know, I think most of us kind of feel that way. But what does the Libra in the corner think about decision making? How do you feel about that? I love decision making. No, you don't. I do. Do you? But you've got to balance <laughs> up the... What's decision-making It's a you? harmful stereotype. You have to balance it up like gambling. You have to weigh the options, place your bets. <laughs> <laughs> <Someone's>, <laughs> someone loves gambling on the podcast. I do. We should have a sponsor. That's all that We need a gambling is. sponsor. We do, actually. Maybe BetDSI. Oh. Okay. Uh, Pokerstars.net. Yeah. yeah get get a gambling sponsorship but it is true though <laughs> like you have to you have to hedge your bets always. you have to put you have to gamble with every you know person that you like interact with every decision you make is a gamble and you have to see all sides of it so i have no problem with making decisions mm. but you just have to think about all the outcomes play a bit of chess and then uh, <laughs> put you put your money on the right one because eventually it does kind of come down to competency yeah like, do i have it's a leap of faith like do i have yeah. faith in that entity this? or the person or the yeah. team or the whatever yeah and often it will be based on like a gut feeling you know based on um things which might not really seem that like concrete but that's how i make my decisions i don't play chess i don't play chess i just mm. go with instinct how about you vong is it half and half or like for you? How does that work? I'm probably more calculated. Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah. plan things okay. in advance. Like okay. I was, Yeah. I remember I was, um, when I was working with the publicist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like she was really surprised because I like, mapped out like a full two-year plan. Yes. And she was like, wow. She's like, okay. if I get two weeks, that's <sighs> usually really exciting. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Long so, um, the long road ahead. The vong the vong road ahead. <laughs> How big you had a five year two year plan. Yes. What do you have now? Do you have a five year plan? Do you have a, a dynasty plan? Like in like a ten year I'm curious now, because he's the planner here. 
it's unknown. Yeah, so, so I, I mentioned before. So, the, um, so there, there's a concert film coming mm-hmm. up in January, mm-hmm. um, or or past, depending on when when this is broadcast. Yeah. Um, but it's uh in January, but that's sort of like the first step. Yes. So, that show all started. So th- it's like the culmination of the first year of the plan. So, yeah. um. I, I was producing different shows and I wanted to give myself a year to build uh, a big enough fan base or an audience base where we could then do a concert film at a venue like Glenn Gold Theater. Yeah, which is like, I saw that. It's like 350 seats and yep. we're, we're having two shows. That's 700 people in a yeah, night. Amazing. So I knew it'd take about a year to mm-hmm. be able to build that type of audience. But this year it's going to be four people. Um, yeah. So each of us are doing a half hour. Wow. Then it's going to be cut into one concert film. And so that's like year one. Then year two is to sort of do that again, uh-huh. but then at a bigger venue. Mm-hmm. But then that'll be just my show. Cool. So it kind of, because I wanted to learn this year about producing a concert film on my own mm-hmm. and then getting distribution. Yeah. And I didn't have to worry about that when I did my own full like 90 minute film. Right. So that's already like two-year plan and then i'm so um after so all of december i'm spending in new york and that's Mm -hmm. more of a five-year plan because i know new Mm -hmm. york takes a while to break into so yeah yeah, i definitely think further out thinking big yeah and and i think in uh in in comedy sometimes people do things without really knowing where it's going to lead which which sometimes leads down Uh really good paths but Most of the time, it kind of just leads to nowhere. So right. you, you mm-hmm. definitely have to, like, I don't do a lot of shows. I probably do fewer mm-hmm. shows than mm-hmm. other people. I only do shows if I'm asked. I generally don't yeah. even submit for things. Yeah. So, um, like, unless there's something that's coming out of that show that's going to help in the future, mm-hmm. like, whether I feel like, okay, this is, you know, this could be people who, you know, because the demographics of that show, they right. might become fans and come yep. to other shows. Yeah. Um, then I might do it. But if it's just like a total yeah. wild show <laughs> where I don't really see how it's going to help mm-hmm. on my road, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then there's no <laughs> then there's no point really. So I, I, I have a very Vong different approach. Road. I like to see yeah. what's going to happen from this from this because if it's an unknown. You know, I'm the guy. So <laughs> when you leave your publicist's office, I'm the guy waiting to go in, writing on a napkin. <laughs> All mine is. So I respect your way of doing things, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, big question to finish up on. Um, if you were part of the circus, mm-hmm. what could you like see yourself doing within like a circus environment? Like Highline, Juggler. I would want to be Dumbo. You want to fly? <laughs> yeah, you I want to be the elephant. Fly with my ears <laughs> around the tent, because that'd be exciting, and it'd be something different. And people would come. So generally, people don't come to the circus for a specific draw. Yeah. But with Dumbo, they did come just yeah, for Dumbo. Did. Yeah, they did. So <laughs> I would want to be that type of draw. The star, the star elephant that could fly. Yeah, this yes. ain't no comedy club situation. <laughs> You're they came seeing for me. the yeah, they came amazing see flying vogue. Sure, <laughs> what would you be? I hate horses, but I'd want to be like the person that 
But I guess I'd want to be the person that could like ride horses to spectacular talent while wearing like an amazing outfit. And people like, oh my god, huh. so amazing. Nice. Master of horse. I'd be fire eater. Oh, okay. Mm. Or maybe actually no, I don't like. No, that's kind of <laughs> lame. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like ew. Um, juggling knives. Okay. Oh. On fire. All right. But not eating them. Edgy. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I, I do that for like the for like the winter months, and then I go to like Burning Man. Oh, and just take loads gross. of ketamine and uh, mm. hang out with Juggalettes. And <laughs> Juggalettes can't afford to go to Burning Man. You just go to the Juggalo oh, yeah. Festival. You want to go to the well, Juggalo? Well, I'd go there afterwards, but I'd Woo-hoo. bring them along as part of oh, the entourage. Oh, yeah, that's better to take. You go yeah. to the Juggalo Festival. I just don't know what it's called right now because I'm dumb. Then you take the Juggalette to Burning Man. That's that's sick. Yeah. That's that's a power move. Yeah. All right. Mm, yeah, that's my, that's my alternative <laughs> All right. life where okay. I'm at. Huge uh, asshole yeah. who, who chuckles knives. Okay. I didn't really know where that was going to go, but I, we got some good answers out of it. Fago. <laughs> Spray them with Fago. Spray yourself with Fago. Juggle Fago, flaming Fagos, at Burning Man. And you have an entourage of juggalettes. Okay. All right. That seems like a, That's a good silly, move. frivolous note to yeah, leave it like on. <laughs> Vong, thank you very much for yeah. coming. This has been fun. Shaw, as always, Pang Stars.